hey, we're just killing time until you're ready. Oh, I, 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 here, yeah, on the very rim of known space. <laughs> Whoops. Justice is a long way away. So I was kind of ready, and I hit the buttons in the wrong order. So that's what happened. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the space. <laughs> and welcome. To, it's been a morning, y'all. Welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always. I'm your co-host, Brian, barely here, and joining us as always is your co-host, Spaz, always here. Hello. Uh, your co-host, Julie. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> your co-host... Wait, is Thorsten here? Thorsten no. is not here. Boo! Didn't even notice, I'm sorry. Thorsten internet is having uh, internet issues, sadly. Uh, so we hope you'll uh, get those resolved and get back to us soon. Uh, but also, we're, we're also joined by your co-host, uh, co- uh, Jacob. No, quote for this week, sorry. That's fine. And David. Guten Tag. Hello. <laughs> you, sir, are no Thorsten. You, sir, are no Thorsten. Yeah. <laughs> Substitute Thorsten. <laughs> Throw in the backup Thorsten in there. Throw in the back, the relief Thorsten. <laughs> Throw in the relief Thorsten in there. Relief. <laughs> 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 so, anyway. Technically, we have, I believe that's Starpoint Gemini 3. Yeah, because we're talking yeah. today about crisis and disappointment. I thought, I thought disappointment would probably be a, a theme, one of the themes of today. And so, what game has been more disappointing? in the recent years, then sorry, LGM. I love you guys. I love you, but what, what were you doing? What were you thinking with this one? Anyway, uh, <laughs> I couldn't think of another game to, to have on the background. I'm like what, what, what would be a theme for today? Probably sadness, I- probably fear, disappointment. Okay. I can work with disappointment and what's, Oh, and I'm start scrolling through my videos and scrolling. Oh, star point Gemini three disappointment personified. Uh, made, just to be super clear, though, just to be super clear for anyone watching this on stream, the, the game in question is not related directly to the topic at hand. It It's disappointment for a different reason than the topic at hand. Agreed, but I couldn't find another game that was directly related to the topic at hand. Sure. Not, the, not that I had a video of, anyway. I didn't want to get, I didn't want to get a trailer for... Uh, F NFT castle play to earn nope. because because ju- games are work now. Uh, there is a game we could have used for that, oh. but I didn't think of it until just now. Oh, I also and don't want to. It's a game we covered on the podcast. Oh and, no, 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 no. The only, yeah. video, the only, and video, I won't say anything about any anything further. But on the that only one. video I thought of that, but the only video I have of that is with us talking to the guy. So the thingy would be in the corner there, and that would be all weird. Yeah. That so would not be, so yeah. that I, I I guess I'm missing what we that had. Is, we had you. we had before we. I was this before we knew what crap nfts were we had a guest uh, no, on. this is before nfts were even really in the mainstream hey y'all uh this was a crypto based game that okay we thought okay the the concept doesn't seem that bad yeah we were like we don't really time. know anything they're like oh blockchain oh sure yeah maybe this is okay you know i mean it sounds like a neat technology why not you know and then as we learn more about crypto and everything we're like oh no Oh, yeah, this is before we had a very staunch anti-crypto stance here. Yeah, yeah, we will never cover, we will never cover a crypto game 
ever, which makes me sad because the guy who made Jump Gate's making a game, crypto game now. And it's like, ugh. <sighs> anyway, so um, it is what it is. Yeah, so, Julie, you were the one that came up with this week's topic. So, why don't you uh, start us off with what's uh, what, what? What were you thinking about when you thought of this topic? Well. Uh, I want to start out with one thing and then go to like a good example and that there everybody will just kind of okay. go off, I'm sure. <laughs> so uh, basically, I, I was always a fan of Square Enix, and I will preference this by saying I understand the president of Square Enix, Yosuke Matsuda, had something a little bit different in mind than Axis Infinity. Uh, Axis, am I saying that wrong? Probably right. Axie Infinity. Axie Infinity, thank you. Uh, but what really startled me was in one of his recent speeches was this, and it's a short little quote, so bear with me. Uh, I realize that some people who play to have fun and who currently form the majority of players have voiced their reservations toward these new trends, and understandably so. However, I believe that there will be a certain number of people whose motivation is to play to contribute, by which I mean to help make the game more exciting. And what I read this for is the whole idea of... <laughs> Sorry, I was just throwing up into a bucket. I apologize. <laughs> I, put, yeah. I, I, I hope you're doing... I hope you were doing a bit, Brian. I was doing a bit. I was not... I was yeah. doing a bit. I was not actually throwing up into a bucket, though I was it going to say... very convincing. Oh, good. Oh, good. No, I'm glad it sounded convincing. It sounded That's another... Well, I'll give you that. It sounded extremely convincing. Okay. Well, see, the deal is this, and what this, aside from the fact that the man is totally out in touch with his player base uh, and living in some little fantasy world, unfortunately, what it does address is what we were talking about just as and I and everybody else just before the uh, you got here, and that was this. Uh, Axie Infinity, and that is if you, the originator of the game says if you get rid of the play to earn part, all you've got left is like a mediocre uh, game that's a Pokemon ripoff. Sorry. And, and the deal is this, is it becomes not something pay, play to earn isn't, it's a job anymore at least in those countries like the Philippines, where I understand this particular game is much more popular. And what I was surprised to learn after I looked into it a little bit more is how it's, how in some ways it's like a Ponzi scheme in other ways, not, but, you know, because they've got this, the buy-in becomes more expensive and more expensive and more expensive in the Camelvaxi Infinity. Julie. Yeah. For the purpose of the audience and honestly me, uh, Ponzi scheme, please define. Okay. Ponzi scheme. The idea is, okay, I'm going to sell some, um, here's a good example. I'm going to sell some stock in a fake company I don't actually own, right? And so... I say, okay, well, if you invest with me, you can make 
500% on a dollar interest. And so everybody said, this is fantastic. This is great. The average interest rate in a mortgage is only two and a half to 3%. Okay. I'm going to, so where does the guy get the money? The guy gets the money from the next person along. They're going to invest this and gives it to the first person that's invested. And this can go along like this until eventually the whole thing collapses like a house of cards. But the thing is, when you compare this to Axie Infinity, is what will ultimately happen is the buy-in will get more expensive and more expensive and more expensive. But after the point where the whole thing starts to collapse like a house of cards, right, then the economy of this game is such that then the buy-in will be much lower and the whole process will repeat. And um, what this one, and if anybody's interested, let me know. And I, I put the article in the, the little video in the admin chat, but uh, and I can post it in the stream if you're interest, anybody's interested in. But way it also works is as the buy-in gets more expensive, you can only use three of their little version of Pokemon at a time and so they rent out their little version of Pokemon to other people who can't afford to buy in and so it becomes like a little virtual version of sharecropping and this not of course to mention the whole thing about how much the uh, and I didn't realize it first until Spaz told me how much it actually hurts the environment so take it away spaz i guess yeah uh here's here's the the root of the problem well there's several but here's the first part crypto is terrible for the environment okay we know this we know this anyone listening to us who's heard us rant about this on our discord you know this it's terrible for the environment the energy costs are phenomenal you can run small countries based on how much these crypto farms actually generate in, in, in aggregate. That's not the worst of it, though. The purpose of play-to-earn games and the purpose of NFTs being added to games is to get people to buy more crypto. And here is why. The people who get rich off of crypto are people who are already wealthy. Anyone else who's buying in isn't going to make as much as people who were already wealthy and bought in early. So it's, it's revolving around the fact that they can try to get people to buy in so that the people who bought in early can cash out. That is the, the end goal of people who end up selling you on games like Axie Infinity. But it gets worse, as Julie alluded to. When you have these sharecropping programs of, yes, you can, you can rent out, uh, you know, these, uh, these Pokemon from me, these Axies from me, and I take a cut of what you're going to make as a job. Well, you don't own those axes if you're joining in and doing this as a job. You're having someone subsidize them for you, but they're taking money from you that you're earning, and all they did was buy them in the first place. You have no ownership 
you have no stake. They own what you're using, and you're basically renting from them. Mm. And and that is worse than sharecropping because sharecropping, if you work on someone else's land and you're sharecropping, great. You get to take some of that food home. You actually have something to to tangible to work with. If you're sharecropping for someone who's letting you use their axes, they might have 40, 50 people working under them, each doing the same kind of job because they bought in, they had money to start with, and then they're raking it back without doing any effort of their own beyond that. So if you sharecrop and you're taking that food home, great, you've got food. Worst case scenario, you have food. <laughs> Progress? Also, I, I also wanted to point out, you know, because it's easy for everybody to say NFTs are, e- are, are evil, and obviously we all know about that. But uh, the effect on the industry is more than just, to me, just, okay, well, you know, rich people getting richer and poor people getting poorer. What this is symptomatic of is what I saw happen with Mythic Online and I, Mythic Games, and I know this had nothing to do with NFTs, but uh, we started out, we and the other podcast, as a, we were asked to do a short-term thing about... Um, Julie, I'm sorry, did you get farther away from the microphone since last you talked? Cause... Yes, I did. Sorry. Okay, no uh, There we go. Uh, so Much better. This is more than about just... NFTs, right? What's more symptomatic of, and the the other podcast I, I'm on, we were asked to do by online gaming radio this short thing about uh, Age of Conan, and uh, we called it Age of Conans, a short series. But the thing is, back then, Mythic was um, big, right? And still existed. And so what happened, they were the ones doing the uh, Warhammer online, and they said, here's what we feel you should get out of our game. You should play our game this way. And ultimately, the uh, they said, no, we don't want to play Realm versus Realm. We want to do the instance combat. And they refused to listen. And ultimately, there are a lot of other things involved. Uh, and I have the deepest respect for their um, their devs, one of which was on the other show I'm on. And uh, because he's like a showman's showman. And, but they just wouldn't listen to their market. And back in grad school, what this all what this all boils down to is this is back in grad school, the person who taught my marketing class was the head of marketing at the time from Motorola. And he said, good marketing means making your product meet the needs of the consumer and what we are approaching in the gaming industry. And here's to me what the crux of the issue is where it's the other way around is developers and publishers want gamers to say we're going to get out of this what you want what we want you to and that's why to me what the president of Squeenix said was just so incredibly upsetting so uh, that's i wanted to bring that up too and I'm i don't think it's i don't think it's developers julie it's publishers 
it's publishers and the shareholders because the shareholders mm. always want to see infinite profits. But again, the problem that comes in with the crypto space is that if you have this system that that is crypto and people want to cash out, the only way is if you get more people to use crypto, to buy into the same crypto so that there's more money in the ecosystem so the people who are at the top can cash out. And ultimately, this is what's uh, known in, in the financial world as a greater fool scheme. The NFTs, the crypto, NFTs only exist to get people to buy more crypto. And play to earn in games and NFTs in games, again, only exist to get people to buy more crypto. That's the end goal. It's not, it's not about making anything fun because play to earn is not about fun. They, they're very, very clear about this. They want people to earn, or they, at least that's what they claim they want people to do is to earn. But that's not what it actually is. It's it's a it's a marketing technique to get people to become the greater fool. In short, it's this: I'm a fool for buying this stock because it's all speculative. Speculative. But I want you to also buy this stock so that I can have the ability to cash out and you will be a greater fool than I am because the one left holding the bag is the greater fool. Hmm. I had never heard of this before, but it makes so much sense. Yeah, (laughs) if you think about it in terms of stocks, just in terms of the stock market, that's how the, the stock market functions. You want to not be the greater fool. So you definitely want other people buying into the stock so there's more money in that ecosystem so that when you sell off, you're making a profit. And yes, pyramid schemes do come into that, Fernando. You're correct. But they're not always pyramid schemes in in the direct definition of the term because the stock market, although yes, it can be manipulated, is not inherently a pyramid scheme. A pyramid scheme requires the people buying in to get more people to buy in because just like any multi-level marketing scheme, definitely a pyramid scheme, even if they claim otherwise, the more friends you get involved in the ecosystem, you get money from what your friends make as a commission. That's, a, that's how multi-level marketing works, you know, the, the Amways of the world. Uh, or Arbon or any of the others that are like that. It's it's getting more of your friends to buy in, and then you make a profit because you referred them to the company. You got them to sell, so you make a cut of their sales. That's a pyramid scheme. Not so much a stock market. It doesn't exactly work that way. But the analogy is close. I, th- I think... I-, I try not to pay too much attention to all this stuff, because... It's depressing, but the big <laughs> you'd think. But, <laughs> yes, but we're also woefully overdue for a crypto episode. Good grief, Spaz! That was a rant and a bit. <laughs> well, it was educational. Am I wrong though? <laughs> no, it was educational. I mean, the the, the thing that like ma- the 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 thing that really hit me lately was what the was it the CEO of Unity? What he said, yeah. like if you're not building games for monetization, you're an effing idiot. Did he something like that? Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's awful. 
Why do they want us to be workers? We've already bought your game and we'll buy your DLC. Why do you want us to? They want everyone to be workers. Oh God. Like we can't have any joy. We can't have any joy in our lives. The, the, the landed gentry just want us to work, work, work until we die. (laughs) Well, I, that's, that is at the root of capitalism after all. It's, it's all about exploitation. On the other hand, yeah. (laughs) On the other hand, the developers don't necessarily agree with that, or at least most of them don't. Fortunately, it's publishers primarily and shareholders that are, yeah, people who are more invested in the money than in, well, players actually having fun. Because you can't make money off of fun, right? But do we think, and I guess this is where the crisis comes in, do we think that more larger companies like Ubisoft, like Squeenix, uh, do we think they're going to lean more and more toward this play-to-earn thing as a way to keep bringing in revenue for their Yep, they're going to lean into it exactly. Uh, the uh, the larger probably will. But here's the, the crux of the of the counterpoint, which is that they will attempt it, and just like Ubisoft did with the uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, it will fail miserably. They will was, try. God, that was so sad. I was enjoying. What happened to Brit? So they they added a uh, some kind of NFT system to it. Where, the Breakpoint. Yes. Where if you if you played the game for over five hundred hours. You could start getting these original NFTs that you could trade with other players who had been playing for over 500 hours. Oh, sh- that thing. Did it have like six transmissions total or stuff, stuff like that? Yeah, it was horrendously, it was horrendously, it horrendously failed. It was such, it failed so bad they just stopped working on the game entirely. I think either the game is shut down or it's going to be shut down soon. See. Um, to me, here's the kind of what happens with the mindset of investors. Paul Barnett, and I know some a lot of people say, "Oh my God, Paul Barnett." Uh, but explain who that is. Paul Barnett was worked for Mythic, and when Warhammer Online was the 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 hottest, latest, greatest thing, he was their pitchman, and he is very very good at what he did and but as the company started to go downhill there are some people who say oh hey paul barnett uh he now is works for a company that owns what is now a team online called broadsword paul barnett though as some people it's like oh my god paul barnett not him um and but uh, i i think he is just uh they're just he's great at what he does and but he he described when i was talking to him once it's like oh you name dropper uh war world of warcraft as a a freak of nature and it was because it was like lightning in a bottle and then everybody else came along and said i'm going to try and get lightning in the bottle too and they all failed miserably and what's it's one of the things like Spaz said what's driving a lot of this is investors who say i saw what 
uh, Axie Infinity did. Now I want to do it. And so you end up with people like Ubisoft who are late to the game and fail miserably. And so I think this is just another part of the of where, where the industry is starting to fail, you know? And it's like, why is it becoming... It's when I play a game, I got a stressful enough job and I got a bad case of PTSD because of it. And I don't want to play the game and have it be a second job. And uh, that's why I quit games like that. I mean, admittedly, I don't play MMOs anymore, but that's also because I felt like it they're becoming a second job. I don't feel like doing that as work so I don't play MMOs anymore. It doesn't mean the games are bad, but for me, it's just not my kind of fun anymore. On the other hand, if it were a play-to-earn MMO, which we already know is uh, a terrible idea, (laughs) right, then it would be something I really wouldn't want to do because it wouldn't be fun anymore. It wouldn't be fun from the get-go. It would be a job. But that's what they want out of us, it seems. Well, yes, because they're trying to exploit as much value as possible from the consumer. Now, to be fair, as long as the consumers keep pushing back against moves to put NFTs in games or or even a move toward NFTs in general, which is what happened with Team 17. They <laughs> they made a major push <laughs> to introduce NFTs, not to their games, but to, to partner with an NFT company. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the backlash was so huge, a lot of us left the Team 17 Discord over it, including me. <laughs> and I would still consider buying a Team 17 game from here on out. I still would, but it's it was enough of a backlash that that uh, when I left, it was about an hour before they announced. Oh, uh, we've heard your we've heard your concerns, and we're going to walk this back and not do this uh, partnership that we were talking about. Yeah, it was bad. It was really really bad. But third in the chat brings up a good point is that some companies are too are are too big to take risks. And so they Yeah, are. of course they're risk averse because if something that they put a few million dollars into fails and they don't make that money back, the shareholders will be upset. On the other hand, that's where the indie scene comes in. They can afford to take risks. Thank God. Game development even for indies is still expensive, don't get me wrong, but not on the level of AAA studios. Yeah, and uh, it, we love game developers. We're just going to throw that out there. We love game developers. And, and we're thankful that they keep making these unique, wonderful, non-NFT games <laughs> that we can what? play to play. <laughs> Well, this is why the article of an an author of an article I recently read described these games like Axie Infinity not as play to earn, but pay now, play later. And, uh, you know, when I, and I, I, 
it reaches the point where, and this is probably why CEO isn't owned by CCP anymore, uh, where, and I wouldn't even begin to try and pronounce the then, then CEO's name. But when I see a quote like this, I said, well, then no wonder. He said, gamers want value created in online games to be used in the real world. Content of online games should have real world, real value in the real world. The gaming industry should have evolved to allow gamers to earn money from games by using them money to make a retirement plan. You know? And I thought, what does that mean? Well, He apparently feels that gamers are, instead of wanting to play games, you should, everything in the game should have a real world value. Mm. And so, and it reached the point that if you mind that it did. And RMT just, just, it, it just became rampant inflation. And so he's like, do you honest, does he honestly feel that? play to earn can build up a retirement plan for me <laughs> what have i been doing wasting my time with the 401k you know it's like, well the, the question comes in if you're going to play to earn where is the money coming from and that is the fundamental question for play to earn the money in question comes from the other people that get suckered into playing the game that's where the money comes from you can only cash out if the game gets a whole bunch of other people buying in and if they don't buy in you can't cash out this just sounds worse the more you describe it like well to to, to get into a politically i have to for a second because it's kind of related it is uh, the libertarian wet dream of financialize everything. That is at the heart of a lot of this because that is what's driving the crypto market. Financialize everything. But, but unless you want to buy an island and make that... <laughs> And make oh, oh you mean you mean you mean the island that they don't actually have the rights to buy? <laughs> yeah. And this is called seasteading, by the way, if you're if you're listening and not familiar with what we're talking about. It's called seasteading. It's where libertarians say they want to buy an island or build one in the middle of the ocean in order <laughs> to not have to ever pay taxes because it would be a sovereign nation unto itself. Yeah. This is where the crypto market eventually wants to be. In fact, if you uh, heard of the idea of uh, what they called crypto land earlier this year. Oh, that thing. <laughs> oh, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Where everything is financialized. There are no taxes because crypto's whole point is to avoid paying taxes on anything. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about a libertarian dystopia because that's what they want. So it sounds like I think, oh, who's going to talk? I, I interrupted. Yeah, I was, was going to add a little comment here. Good. We truly all live on the darkest timeline. Oh, God. Yeah, could be worse, but yeah, it could be better. It's not great. That's right a pretty now. dark timeline. Yeah. I, yeah. Don't wanna, I don't want to live in interesting times. 
I don't. I hate it. I want to live in boring times. We just have to go back to boring times. It's it's interesting because like all these people try and make NFTs a thing and make crypto a thing, and there's always a backlash. Like every time, and and there's and there's always like if you guys have a read, what what's what's that thing called? Web three is going great. Is that what it's called? Uh, yeah, Web three point is going. Yeah, it's Web3. so is going great. It's 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 a great resource to show just how terrible all this is. Because it's just a constant stream of people milking other people out of millions of dollars <laughs> and, and and crypto things failing. I love how we just all committed to making it a, to making this a freaking anti-crypto podcast. I don't mind, but uh Well, so, I mean our community our community as a whole is uh anti-crypto pretty- one. Yeah, and and it, it does Man. make I mean it does make sense to talk about when the head of Unity, which a lot of indie games use, the head of Unity says that thing he said. <laughs> if you're not making about monetizing, yeah, 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 and and you're like, what the wait? Is this going to be a problem going forward? Like, are we going to be might is, be? Is it is is are we going to be playing a game in 2030? And the the game runs a Unity Unity from 2019 because it's pre pre monetization, so people will just be developing new games on old Unity or Unreal or whatever other I think engines. At that point, they just fork the, the, the engine themselves somehow. They might. I wonder if they, can they do that legally? Can like developers take it and go f you Unity and make their own thing? Sort of. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, maybe they can. Maybe they can be like, look, we reverse engineered Unity and now we're making our own fork of Unity that doesn't have NFTs because we're not fucking idiots. Excuse my language. But um, it, it just really worries me because there's been like, for years, people have been saying, oh, the indie game space is going to, the bubble's going to burst. The bubble's going to burst. You know, it's going to burst. It hasn't yet. I don't, well, I don't I, I, Yeah, the, the whole point of crypto is, it's perspective, a perspective bubble, and and the the promise of infinite growth when the resources in order to continue making it are finite, and the number of people who will buy in is finite, and yeah. ultimately the only people who will actually profit because ninety percent and more do not profit off of crypto; they lose money. <laughs> But it sounds really cool. It, it sure, sounds, it sounds cool. It sounds awesome. And and one of, one of my favorite things is I'll occasionally see crypto bros on Twitter trying to say things like, "But if you just understood, if you just if you just listened and and read and understood what we're trying to do, you'd get it." It's like, no, <laughs> no, we get it. <laughs> You think you'll be well, able to, you think you'll be able to take a gun from Final Fantasy and play it in World of Warcraft and that's not how anything works. <laughs> nope. Not only would that require centralized programming, the same engine for every game that's going to be developed, which they don't want. Using that <laughs> NFT, which will not work. Nope, that that won't happen. Let's say you want to make a 2D game, uh say Mario, uh the original Super Mario Brothers. And then you make an NFT on that. 
and then oh wait what happens with super mario brothers 3d uh super mario 64 yeah let's see if that's going to be made in the exact same engine that was used on the nes you can't do it because <laughs> the technology doesn't work <laughs> like that <can't>. yeah <laughs> Well, and then yeah. you have to deal with licensing hell because hey, um, you want to bring something from a, from one property into another? Nope. Or onto a onto a console and which doesn't have the license to use any of those characters. And it's nope. not like those Zancas want to get rid of IP law. <laughs> nope. So well, this is. Um, this is one of the things that, since I was vaulted by Jacob, no, who is this? Richard Bartle. Richard Bartle and Roy Tubshaw invented online gaming when they came up with multi-user dungeons. When I was talking with Richard Bartle, and not like he's a buddy, but he's been on the other show a few times. And when the big thing now is you see all the advertisements for Meta, and because that's Facebook's new direction, and everybody wants to be the person who's going to own the metaverse. And he said the problem with that is the same problem that that Spaz just brought up. And he said, you're not going to be able to have something that's from one game or one part of the metaverse that works in another unless you get every corporation to work together and everything built in the same engine. It's never going to happen. And this is a point at which Dr. Bartle listens to this podcast and says, I never said that. Yeah, it gets even worse. It gets even worse because they think that owning the NFT will somehow give them ownership over that thing and they can use it however they like. Sort of like uh, the people who bought that art book for Dune. Oh man! All right. They bought the art. They they bought the art book for Dune in an auction, and then assumed that by buying that uh, that art book that was going to be uh, that that is from the seventies, mind you, uh, that they were going to now have the license to make secondary materials off of. Of all that. right, someone did that. Also, yeah, yeah. Is it just me, or is all of this sounding awfully like sovereign citizen stuff? Very much, because again, as I alluded to with the, the whole libertarian dystopian nightmare, uh, financializing everything is something that they think they can do. I'm sure. The, I'm sure the estate of Frank Herbert had a little bit of something to say about that. Uh hmm. yeah. Oh, and also uh, one of the leaders of that uh, DAO, uh, DAO, uh, was uh, kicked off the project for being an absolute racist. So there's that. Surprising no one. Surprising no one. And also surprising no one. Uh, someone asked when Cryptoland was coming up uh, as a thing, what will the age of consent be in Cryptoland? Oh, uh, fuck. And the God. response was... Mental age should be enough. <laughs> surprising, surprising <laughs> no one. Welcome to the future of 2022. <laughs> well, 
the thing is, this is to me what's happening in the industry is a lot more than just about NFTs and cryptocurrency. And like I said earlier, it's about how out of touch publishers are and so intent on listening to their investors. And you know, when I think about some of the things again, going back to what the president of Square Enix said in one one of his little speeches and you know and he was talking about how players having no explicit incentive to play their games i said well what about just having fun and he said he what he faulted players and he this turn of phrase is just astounding he said who were motivated strictly by such inconsistent personal feelings as goodwill and volunteer spirit. And I said, oh, perish the thought. You know, why would I want to play a game to have fun and have just goodwill and volunteer spirit? Like, it's a bad thing. And it's like these people are just completely out of touch, not just with the market, not just with players, but reality. You know, and it's like how... How can this not collapse like a house of cards? Because there's so much money involved. But on the other hand, when you see something like this collapse like a house of cards, I think it's just going to be a great big boon for the whole indie developers. Yeah, you're probably right. Because it's it's just like what did what didn't that Square Enix guy say? Like didn't didn't he say something like? Or wasn't he basically saying, you know, we can't monetize fun? Why, why even, why even have fun if you can't monetize it? Isn't that basically what they were saying? Yeah, that's Which what it seemed like to me. A take. Yeah, um, yeah it, it's not in so many words, but yeah, the the basic idea was that it should be something that's monetized. Uh, and 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 I, Salbanot, Salbez, how do you say his name? Sabasanut. Sabasanut. I don't know how to say it. I never. I've never said it out loud. He he made an interesting <laughs> point that like everything has a time. Like back in the nineties, we probably wouldn't have accepted DLC, but things weren't digital then. How would you have the DLC you have today <laughs> on store shelves? Like that. I mean. There's a reason. You had to release it as an expansion. Yeah, That's exactly. How you had to do it. Exactly. Yeah. It was it was an expansion pack that was in a separate box. Um, so and then eventually you saw the gold edition with all the oh uh, yeah expansion. the game of the year edition blah blah yeah. blah yeah yeah exactly yeah. I kind of miss that uh, honestly I kind of miss the the gold edition slash game of the year edition I kind of miss that um, I'll be perfectly honest but, that is. Uh, uh, expansions. Gsub or on 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 I can't say those things. I don't know how to say those things. Um <laughs> demo discs on magazines. Oh god. That's a Oh yeah. That's a that's a t- that that puts you at a time at a certain age, huh? <laughs> if you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Andre. Andre. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I won't remember that. Just, just warning you, because I'm terrible with names. Uh, sp- English, and if it's not an English name, I'm even worse at it. So, <laughs> I apologize. Americans. <laughs> yes, yes. I apologize in advance, because I have a public school education, and I'm from America. Sorry. 
<laughs> we're not that great. We never were. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, there, I mean, I, I'd like to think that we'll never hit a time where play to earn will be commonplace. Cause I don't, yeah. I, I can't imagine that's what a majority of gamers play games for. Like, not not only that, it's it's that there's enough pushback against it that the ones that are out there right now, and Axie Infinity is the most popular one of them, but even that is having an economy crash right now. <laughs> I don't I shouldn't so, laugh, but I'm gonna. <laughs> well, when I say nothing of value is lost. Literally uh, nothing it, of value is lost. Literally nothing of value is lost. You're absolutely right. It, literally nothing. <laughs> I can't pay my rent with uh, Axie coin or whatever the f- whatever it's called. Whatever. Well, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> again. This whole point is to get people to buy in and buy more crypto. If they if if they had a model in which, oh wait, there is a model for that. It's called a casino. Well, that's a banger. Also, uh, at its at its root level, part of the problem with the whole cryptocurrency thing is there is, uh, although some governments are trying to change this, there's no central authority that regulates it. So it's like the wild, wild west, you know, and it's like nothing is going to guarantee you can't lose absolutely everything you own with it. And I've seen that happen, you know, and it's just like the old adage, a fool and his money are soon parted. And a greater fool and his money have bought crypto. Uh, Funny. (sighs) So, I mean, I guess the best we can hope for is that the pushback keeps happening because it's been... Pretty intense every time, which I appreciate. Honestly, I really yeah. appreciate that there's been so much pushback every time one of these NFT things has, be- has be- tried to become a thing. <laughs> because, like, the fight isn't over. We just have to keep pushing back every single time. Because we already have jobs. We use the jobs we have to buy the games. Why would we want to? Uh, I mean, you know. It also depends on where you're at in the world. And that was one of these journalists that I read is pointed out. He said, this is why games like Axie Infinity are more popular in places where the average earning level is lower because you can actually, in in some cases, actually can pay the rent with it. But you know oh, no. why in other places uh it's it's you know we wouldn't even consider it so uh unfortunately like a lot of things you can't regulate morality well in the philippines where uh where axie infinity is very popular it is for the exact reasons you mentioned the the cost of living is fairly low there but so is the rate of income for most people. The poverty level is pretty high. And because of that, people will do the the sharecropping thing. And even though they're typically working for people 
who already bought in and therefore are making 50% or whatever the, the cut is off of whatever they make. The hope, and I have to stress that, the hope is that it is still more than what they would earn if they were able to get employed. The problem is Axie Infinity is on a downswing right now and the earnings for uh, average players dropped below what the minimum wage was for the Philippines over the last year. <laughs> so God. it's no longer profitable or not even uh, feasible in order to use it as a job as people had been doing. Well, until uh, RMT in whatever forms stops, you will always have a situation where whatever phony currency it is has a real world value. And before cryptocurrency was even a thing, that's what happened with uh, EVE online because, you know, it, it just had runaway inflation because you could readily change their ISK for real-world money with very little problems whatsoever. It, it doesn't feel like the same thing, though, for some reason. I don't know why. It, just, it doesn't feel as insidious as NFTs. Well, it, it, was, it was, I would say, less less so, but... Not by much, because uh, if you want a better example of how the a cash shop and and a real world market and a, a marketplace in game plus a cash shop would ruin an economy, look at Diablo three. Oh God, yeah. Remind that. Well, when they introduced the cash shop for Diablo three and and using the marketplace to trade items for real world money, uh, that crashed the economy. Yeah, people left the yes. game people left the game in droves because yeah. of that because of the auction house, which is a real I money remember. auction house. Yeah. And uh, it was only after they removed it and big did their big um, 2.0 uh, whatever patch. Yeah, to remove that. <laughs> Because they had to walk it back. Otherwise, they were going to keep hemorrhaging players. But now they have that other Diablo, that mobile Diablo. What is that? Immortal? Diablo. Diablo. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. Which, uh, Diablo uh, unethical, <laughs> as I call it. Yeah didn't, uh, didn't, yeah. didn't someone say it would cost like $500,000 to get all the endgame stuff if you wanted it? For Something one like that. character. Oh, for one character. <laughs> if you, yep the the estimate was for one character, how much you would have to spend on the uh, on the packs in order to actually get that. Oh, for God, um, oh, gee. yeah, over five hundred thousand. Uh, if you really oh. wanted everything, but that's just for one character. Oh, uh, oh, and yet. Remember what the reaction was when somebody stood up in the audience when that was announced and says, excuse me, is this an out-of-season April Fool's joke? And yet now the game is actually got just all kinds of players. And until people start voting with their dollars, it's going to keep up. I, I keep yep. hearing from people yeah. who have played it and said that 
they have a good time with it, even though they haven't spent any money on it at all. So I guess it's possible. But um, the, the issue there say. is that it's whale hunting. It's all about the whale hunting because if they even get a few people who actually spend that much money, oh. they subsidize the rest of the economy. So, like Star Citizen, basically. Who's Bingo? And Bingo. 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 Got Bingo. Got one. <laughs> I just threw that. I just threw that in there for the bingo card. <laughs> we just had to. Just, we had to. It was, it was, it was right was there. Going to happen it, was, it was right there. Sooner or later. I could just reach out and grab it. It's right in front of me. Uh, it's the obvious joke. It's like my cat. If it's right there, I'm going to pick it up. I mean, that's that's all that's all there is to it. Uh, <laughs> um, but 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 yeah. And uh, who, who said? Um, Andre again with the insight. Good insight today, by the way. Andre said that he sees some people splitting uh, off to become investors rather than playing games, which probably will happen. And I love the point Fernando brings up. The problem is that a lot of game producers don't actually like games. <laughs> I, I kind of oh, feel yeah, that is an issue. It kind of yeah, feels that way sometimes. <laughs> yeah, their their uh, their specialty is in management not in actually playing games. And therefore, they don't necessarily have an idea of what makes a game fun. They have an idea of what will make money for the shareholders, and that's what they build around. And so they push that down onto the developers beneath them. And it's unfortunate because mm. it's happening. It's 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 the... It's a dystopian nightmare we all feared, or at least many of us did. I, <laughs> I really hope we're not diving into that dystopian nightmare. But you know what? If you think about it, Star Trek had to go through a dystopia and come out the other side. And then it got better? Yeah, and then it got better. So maybe we need some bell riots. You know, maybe we need some. I mean, you have to see the darkness before you can see the light. Yeah, Maybe. Because right now there's a hell of a lot of darkness. So much. And and, and it, it feels like these NFTs are, well, to me at least, poorly timed because there's so many people who are depressed and vulnerable right now. And this seems uh, like really to target. It's, it's not poorly. It's predatory. It's the, that's the yeah. intent. Yeah. And yeah. That, that, that bothers me even more. With, yep. I mean, with so much going on in the world right now, people are looking for any kind of escape. And these things promise the world and yet deliver nothing. And I, I laugh. In when, most cases, literally nothing, by the yeah, way. I know. <laughs> and I laugh when these things crash. But I also think that, some, that there are times where real people are probably getting hurt by this. Like, I, well, yeah. I yeah. have a friend who, on Facebook former coworker who stupidly and I adore her, but she invested like most of her life savings into crypto and they lied and they lied to her and told her that they were FDIC insured. They weren't. And it all crashed. It all crashed and burned. And now she's doing a GoFundMe, which apparently is the new health insurance in this country and whatnot is GoFundMe. Um, New. It has been the only one for several years. I know. I know. I know. I I wanted to be nice, but yeah. (laughs) 
And and it's 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 so it's just so gr- wait tokens. There are patents for how they're targeting people. Wait a minute, what? Oh yeah, there are. What? Yeah, yeah. This is the thing. Oh for God. I didn't want this show to become super depressing, but I don't see any other way it can go. I guess the only thing we we can do. Go ahead, sorry. Go ahead. There are very few hope spots on this, but that's that's kind of the point. There are some. If you yeah, if you can't identify the problem, you can't deal with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. This timeline. <laughs> I mean. I mean, I don't want to be depressed by gaming, and 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 I think it just takes thinking about good companies like you know, or indie developers that we love, you know, that keep making good stuff that don't put NFTs into their games. But then, like, you hear like someone like the guy at Squeenix saying, you know, oh, we believe that that this is the future. Okay, I guess it is for you. It isn't for me. So I will probably never play one of your games again. I don't know. It's just, I guess all we can do, like you said earlier, is vote with our dollars or, or whatever our currency yeah. might be in our countries. Um, what, 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 okay, what's the currency in uh, Poland? It's not the dollar. What's the currency in Poland? Uh, there's what? Why do you ask? I'm just curious what, because I said the dollar, and I, I, that, that assumes that everyone uses the dollar. I didn't want to assume everyone's using the dollar. So the what is it? What's it called? Oh, God. The Zwarty. The Zwarty? Close enough. Okay. And uh just say vote with your wallet, Brian. Yes, vote <laughs> with your wallet. Easy. I just okay, I just I was just kind of interested in what the I, currencies are. I appreciate I appreciate the attempts at like c- cultural sensitivity, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, I'm oh, trying wow. over here, okay? Yeah, and we appreciate it. I'm a white cis American dude i can only fail up okay so give me, some, give me some credit for trying okay touche i i enjoy having the confidence of the mediocre white man that i am all right so fair enough <laughs> oh shit and uh david remind me i'm sorry you're in sweden right i'm just gonna ask this. you're in sweden right yeah that's correct what is the currency there? I'm just gonna. What's what? It's uh, not Swedish krona. So uh, crown. Krona. Yeah, krona. Like a donut. Like a cronut. No, no, like, like a crown. No, no, no. Crown. <laughs> like a crown. Krona, but it's crown. Okay, I'm not just gonna, corona. That's something else. No, I'm just thinking cronut because now I want cronuts. That's that's. You're hungry. <laughs> I am. Yes, I am very hungry, and now I want cronuts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too. So, um, so, uh, yeah. So friends, this has been kind of a depressing, but hopefully illuminating topic. I learned a lot today. Uh, spaz linked. Uh, if you want spaz, you can link to some of the videos you linked to in our admin chat in the stream chat. Those are really good videos. Uh, what was the, what was the girl? What's her name? Muir? Moon, moon cat. Moon cat. Yeah. Her I'll, look her, I'll look her video before we wrap up. Yeah. Her video was especially enlightening. I watched all two hours of it and I felt both smarter and dumber at the end of it. Uh, to be perfectly honest, Cause I was like, Oh no, I don't want to know about these things, but I should know about these things. So yeah. I yeah. guess, I guess the, 
I guess the takeaway here is there's a lot of this bullshit out there about pay to earn and everything. And the best way you can fight against it is one, don't give into it. And two, learn more about it. It's going to be depressing to learn more about it. It's going to be depressing. But in the end, if we all learn enough about it to effectively fight against it, I think we'll all be better off. And it's like one thing we can fight against right now. We can't fight it. We, we can only do so much against the pandemic. We can only do so much against America against sliding. Global warming. Yeah, global warming. <laughs> we can only do so much into America's slow slide into fascism. We can only do so much. <laughs> but with this, with this thing. It's one thing in our power. Yeah, with this. Game. Can, yes, exactly. With gamers with money, we can do a lot more here. So, so, uh. So, oh, oh, but people hate critical thinking, Andre. They hate it. They hate critical thinking. It's terrible. They don't want to critically think. They just want, pe- they just want people like Donald Trump to tell them what to do. That's all they want. <laughs> Sorry. I, okay. Never, uh, they want to be told least, how to think. And that yes, includes political space game junkie podcast episode. Yeah, this got, okay. Anyway, um, but folks, yeah, please educate yourself. At, at the very least, thinking is hard. It's so hard. It's so easy, much easier to just listen to some music. But uh, Spaz linked a great video. It's kind of long. It's about two hours. And there's uh, also the one line goes up, which I linked earlier in the stream. Okay. But it's a if you're going to watch one video about this, I think that's the one to watch because it's very entertaining. It's very funny and it's very insightful at the same time. So it's a really great, I found that other video you linked pretty dry, so it was harder to watch, but her video was very entertaining. Uh, And it kept me engaged throughout the entire thing, which I really appreciated with my, with my short attention span. What was that? Before before we go, I feel like I should apologize for coming up with the, no, no, don't apologize. It's a, it's something worth talking about. That's why, I mean, it's the Space Game Junkie podcast. We do talk about space games. We talk about video games, but we're also gamers, and there's a lot going on in the game space. I'm sorry. There's a lot going on in video gaming right now, and we should talk about it. Conversation is a good thing. So do not apologize. It's good we talk about this because well, one, the oh, God. It's better to talk for me. It's better to talk about it than sit there and scream about it to myself. Oh, yeah. Because. Yeah. What I'm really hoping for is for the Axis Infinities to come crashing down and realize mm-hmm. if that happens that there will be a lot of victims. But then you will have a lot of indie developers will come up with things like Stardew Valley and Celeste and even at one point Hello Games uh, was an indie developer. So. Yeah, I mean... The, f- the failure of other games like Bingo Card Time, Elite Dangerous, and Star Citizen spurned developers into making better games. Like, I could make a space game, too, and it worked. Um, and now we have a nice little resurgence of space gaming. So things can rise from the ashes. And it's good we talk about this because, one, we're a community, the Space Game Junkie community, a wonderful community, and... This is something we all should be on the same page about in our community. And if there are people in our community who aren't, who don't like what we're saying, either think about your life choices or you, you can always leave. I know we've said that in a lot of other podcasts and people have, people have written back to us like, stop bullying the bullies, basically. Stop 
being intolerant of the intolerant, but there are certain things that we shouldn't tolerate. And, and this is one of them and we're not going to. And, um, and uh, if you want to be a part of a community that, that, that tolerates uh, this sort of thing, uh, this, that's not ours. You know, that's not ours. So it's good that we talk about this, not only to get everyone on the same page about it and vent about it and, and, and whatnot, but also, um, also to probably weed out people we don't want to associate with who are on the other side of an issue like this, you know? Yeah. They they can have their say, they can have their opinions, but our idea here is not to burn the world down. No, it is to, it is to take what's wrong with the world that we were seeing is wrong with the world and try to figure out a way to fix it. And if we can't directly affect that change, then we can at least try to make it better and build it back up. And and if you and if you are on the other side of this, that's fine. As long as like as long as Andre says if you're polite about it, and 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 you don't push it in people's faces and try to sell them on it, that's fine too. We want we want to be an inclusive community, but inclusivity has limits. <laughs> uh, as does everything. So um, we want we want to be an inclusive and educated and supportive community, and so. Don't apologize, Julie. Chats like this are a very good thing. We need we need to have topics like this. When I'm going to vote with my dollars, instead of buying an Ubisoft or play-to-earn game, I'm going to buy a Distant Worlds. All right, yeah, love Slytherin Matrix, and they've been they've been patching Distant Worlds too very well. Uh, I haven't played it recently, but apparently it's coming along nicely, from what I understand. Um, so that's good. Uh, but does anyone have anything else to add, or should we start wrapping up? It's been over now. I say we start wrapping up. It's okay. hot enough. <laughs> well, guys, quick one. Quick one. I I don't actually hate Ubisoft uh, for making the NFT push they did because the backlash is a good sign. Yeah, I, and they listen to the backlash. That. And they listen to the they backlash. listen to the backlash. Yeah, they might try it again at some point, and we just have to give them more backlash. It doesn't mean we don't ever have to buy a game from them again. It just means we have to make sure that we're tempering their their expansions into that domain with more backlash. So they know we like the other stuff you're doing, or some of us do at least, but we don't want to tolerate crypto being added. We don't want to tolerate NFTs being added. And as long as we're careful to draw that line, those of us who still want to buy their games still can and uh, Fernando, I think you're right too. Like gaming is, I mean, there's a lot of crap out there, but there's just so much good stuff, and there's just more and more good stuff coming out all the time. That isn't play to earn. That is play to enjoy. And as long as we keep getting a wonderful developers like yourself and like many others making great games, I think we'll be all right in the end. We just have to wade through the swamp of sadness and hopefully not drown like that horse. That's a weird cut. I'm sorry, oh, but you know what I'm a, talking that's about? A, that's a, that's oh, a, I know exactly reference. what you're talking about. That. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Crypto is the nothing of our industry. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't mean to veer into never ending story, but it kind of works. I think, cause it really <laughs> is. The, it really is the nothing, isn't it? Um, oh, well. <laughs> that, that, that part of that movie traumatized me like you wouldn't believe. So anyway, um, that's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so much. 
my friends. Uh, no more streams this week. Oh, no, no, wait. Sorry. There's one more stream uh, today at 2 o'clock Pacific time because I'm out of town. We're going to try and do some Yakuza if I have any energy left. Um, so that's going to be in, what, three hours? So we're going to yeah, we're going to have Yakuza today at 2 p.m. Pacific time. So it's three hours from now and then off Thursday and Friday. We'll be back next week, uh, Monday, the usual time. And then next week, because uh, I've been playing so many flight sims of late, we're going to talk about the contentious topic of the pilot sim versus the plane sim. And I think some and of us are going to have a lot to say about this. Yay. <laughs> a lot to say so uh thank you for a great chat today by the way everyone great lots of people talking in the chat today it was great it was great seeing you all and uh thank you for engaging and giving us stuff to talk about we love you guys uh please take care of yourself take care of each other and above all if you haven't already please get vaccinated i mean we got to get through this pandemic so we can handle the next pandemic which is going to be the monkeypox so we got to get through this covid pandemic oh, there's another one so we can deal oh, with the yeah. monkeypox pandemic yeah i'm not even kidding monkeypox is becoming a thing uh oh, for crying out loud exactly so until there's a monkeypox vaccine get the covid vaccine so you could be as well prepared <laughs> god damn it andre uh so you could be as well prepared and healthy as possible for when monkeypox becomes a bigger thing because it's getting there it's it's creeping it's creeping creeping um but thank you so much for listening everyone and we'll see you next time bye bye <laughs>